What's up, guys? It's Tom. Welcome back to a new episode of Sounds of the Future. Today, we are hitting part five of our series, Top 10 Mistakes When Using Facebook Ads to Promote Your Music on Spotify. And today's episode, just like all of the other ones in this series, are pulled from a video on my YouTube channel. I'm pulling the audio out and sharing it here on the podcast. And as always, I'm trying my best to talk through what's on the screen while recording the video so that you can follow along here in audio form. Uh, probably not getting it right every single time, but I'm doing my best. So I think that you should be able to follow along here and figure out kind of what is going on, despite not being able to see the screencast that is in the video. If you do want to see that, you can always go to YouTube and check it out there. So this episode is all about ad sets and targeting. Last week, we talked about split testing ad creative and how you can overdo that in your Facebook ad campaigns. And this week is all about split testing your audience and finding your core group of listeners for your music and working to get your ad costs down in the process. So it's a really good, uh, so really cool video. I really enjoy talking about this stuff as you can probably tell. And I also think it's super helpful. So I hope you enjoy this one and thanks for listening. When using Facebook ads to promote your music on Spotify, having the best song in the world, the best video in the world, the best ad in the world doesn't matter if it falls on deaf ears. That's why it's so important to get your targeting right. You want to use different targeting options and split test options to figure out who your core demographic of listeners truly is. And once you get that right, it will serve you well in future campaigns as you release more material over the course of your career. In this video, we're gonna look at how to structure your ad sets, how to test your targeting, and how to find your audience, the right way and the wrong way. So let's get into it. What's up, guys? It's Tom. Welcome back to the lab. Welcome back to another video. Welcome back to my life. Now today, we're coming back with part five in our 11-part series, Top 10 Mistakes When Using Facebook Ads to Promote Your Music on Spotify. And today's video is all about ad sets. Now, last week, we looked at the ad level. We looked at split testing your creative and how you can overdo it. This week, we're looking at both how you can overdo it and how you can do it the right way at the ad set level. So we're going to walk through several campaigns that I have run, some of which have done very, very poorly because I overcomplicated my campaign at the ad set level. And then the ones that followed that once I figured out what I was doing a little bit better that ran more effectively when I learned how to structure my targeting in a more thoughtful way that works better for the Facebook algorithm. After we look at some of those campaigns, we're going to dig into what Facebook has to say about how to do this the right way and how to get the most out of your ad experience. And then from there, I'm going to share with you my thoughts based on what I've learned from my experiences about how to thoughtfully structure your ad sets for your campaigns moving forward. Now, before we dive into Facebook's ad manager and I start showing you all the details, if you want to watch last week's video, you can check that out here or in the description. There's a link to it. And if you want to start this series from the top, there's also a link down there in the description. And I will have a link to both the playlist for this series and the previous video in the end credits of this video too. So plenty of options if you want to get caught up. If you haven't seen any of this before, let's dive in and get going. 
Okay, so we're here in Facebook's ad manager. Now, this first campaign that we have pulled up is a campaign that I ran back in September for my song, We Can Run. If you want to check out that song, there's a link in the description of this video to that and all of my music on Spotify so you can reference these songs that I'm talking about or you can just become a fan, which would be awesome too. So this campaign is one that I started on the day of release, Friday, September 11th. I structured this campaign, as you can see, with several different targeting options. And when we dig into it, several different ad options. Now, if you watched last week's video, you might recognize this as the campaign of death that just did not work well at all out of the gate. So as you can see, I have one, two, three, four, five different ad set options that were active when I started the campaign. There is a sixth, this vid retarget one, but that wasn't active when I started this campaign. So started out with five different ad sets and in each ad set, I had eight different ads, just a complete conundrum, not well designed at all, not well thought out. At the time I thought to myself, well, options are good. Split testing is good. So let's try as much as we can. And it just didn't work. So looking just at the ad sets, you can see that I only got 28 conversions in the first three days. I have the window of time set from September 11th through the 13th. That's 11, 12, 13, the first three days that the campaign ran and not a single ad set exited the learning phase. You have to get 50 conversion events on a given ad set to exit the learning phase. And the learning phase allows the algorithm that Facebook has created to learn what it is you're trying to get it to do. So if it doesn't get out of the learning phase, it basically hasn't figured out what you want from it. So the objective is when you start a campaign, when you start an ad set, you want it to exit the learning phase as quickly as possible. Only then does it begin to optimize and really lower your cost per conversion. So again, as you can see here, nothing made it out of it in three days. And that's a big problem. Three days should be more than enough time for an ad for an ad set to get out of the learning phase. And that just didn't happen here. In fact, the one that got the most was this lookalike audience. And that only got 19 conversions in three days, which is a problem. And then from there, you can see that the cost per conversion over the first three day period was 44 cents. Again, not very good. Now, the next campaign that I want to look at is one that I started after that, during the same release cycle, I was, once I figured out that the campaigns as I had been setting them up for this release weren't working, I just started testing stuff because I thought, well, I've missed my window of opportunity to really capitalize on algorithmic opportunities on Spotify for the first couple of weeks. So I'm just going to test some things and figure out what works so that the next time around, I'll be better positioned to make something happen for myself. So this is another campaign that I ran about a week later. This is from September 20th through the 22nd. Again, the first three days that this campaign was active. And for three days, over the course of three days, I got 71 conversions. Now, if that was on one ad set, that is exiting the learning phase. That's an opportunity for optimization. But again, as you can see here, I have a ton of different ad sets. So not a single one of them exited the learning phase. What I did here and what I did in this other campaign is I split out each ad set by artist. So in the first campaign we looked at, I have Martin Garrix, Avicii, chain smokers, a lookalike, and a retarget audience, all of which don't cross over with each other. In this next campaign with even more ad sets, you can see I have one, two, three, four, five, six, well, 
four artists and then two genres and then four lookalikes. It's just way overboard. Like It's just so much more complex than it needs to be. And each one of them targets only that one thing. Now I did wise up on this one when I was testing it and I only tested two different pieces of created per ad set. So that's a step in the right direction, I guess, but still just wildly overcomplicated and still 34 cents per conversion after three days. It's not great. You want it to be, I, I prefer it to start at 30 or 35 cents or less and work its way down from there. It clearly didn't start there. It started higher and worked its way down over three days to 34 cents, which is not where we want it to be. So Again, I tested something new and I moved over to this next campaign. In this campaign, I started, if I ran this one from the 20th, I ran this one from the 20th to the 22nd. This one I ran from the 23rd and on, but I'm just showing again the first three days, 23, 24, 25 of September that I ran this. And when I started running this, I only had one ad set. And as you can see in that window of time, that one ad set got 213 conversions within the first three days. So many more conversions than the other two did. The first one got what, 28? Yeah, 28 conversions and then 71 conversions. And this one, combining everything, got 213 in the same window of time. Additionally, the first one got 44 cents per conversion over three days. The next one, 34 cents per conversion over three days. And then finally, this last one, 28 cents per conversion over three days. Now we're getting somewhere. When we get under 30 cents, now we have some hope that it's going to drop down into the teens. And that's where we really want it. If we can get it below 10, hallelujah, part the clouds, we've arrived. So let's take a look at this ad set. Again, in here, I split tested less creative options. I started out split testing four. You don't want to go more than six. I split tested four and I turned off the two that weren't working. Now in this ad set, I have the exact same targeting that I had in the previous campaign of artists and genres. The only difference is I put them all in the same ad set here. So every single artist in the same, well, excuse me, I misspoke. I don't have the exact same targeting. I have all the same targeting plus even more to get to a pretty big audience. So I tried all these different artists and I stuck them in the same one. From there, it came down. Once I was able to determine that this ad set was working and it got to 28 cents, that's when I started being able to test new ad sets against this one to try to get my conversion cost down even further. So if we open this up to the lifetime view here, now you can see these other two ad sets when they were active, went even lower. I started them both at the same time on September 29th. And this lookalike, or excuse me, not lookalike, this audience, which was the same one, but fewer targeting options, ended up with 21 cents per conversion. And then I did a lookalike audience based off of viewers of the ad videos and got down to 19 cents. Now we're in a good position. Sub 20 cents is a win. From there, it can start to come down. This one didn't come down where I wanted it to, unfortunately, but getting into the 19 cent territory is great. I was happy with that. So starting with one ad set with all your targeting allows you to get out of the learning phase more quickly. From there, you can split test additional ad sets again with different targeting options and the same ad creative to try to get your costs down further, which is what I did here. Okay, so now that we've looked at several different ways to do this, a couple of which were absolutely terrible and 
figured out a good way to do this. Let's talk about what Facebook has to say about using less ad sets and combining ad sets. Let's say you started out like me and you've got too many ad sets. You split it out by artist. You've got one artist per ad set and it's just too much. How do you combine all that? Well, this is what Facebook has to say about combining ad sets and campaigns. You can improve the performance of your ads by combining similar ad sets and campaigns. When a campaign launches, each ad set goes through an initial learning phase to help optimize each ad set's performance. Running too many ad sets at the same time means each one gets fewer results. This leads to fewer ad sets exiting the learning phase and more budget spending before the delivery system can fully optimize performance. And that optimization of performance is what we're after. Combining ad sets will help you get the results you need faster, which means you'll see stable results sooner. Again, we wanna get out of that learning phase as quickly as we can so we can start to optimize. Once we've started that optimization process, then we can start testing some other options against that already optimized ad set and see if that cost comes down. Going down the page a little bit under how to combine ad sets, the thing that Facebook recommends is to take an already existing ad set rather than creating a new one to combine all your targeting. That way you get the history of performance and all that data doesn't just go to waste from the ad set you've already been running. So if you set up your campaign like my first couple and you wanna combine them all, Pick the one that's doing the best, combine everything into that. You'll have that whole trackable set of data from the start until where you are now to help that ad know how to perform better. So what's the takeaway from all this? Based on my experience trying these three different campaigns and finally arriving at what I got to, and based on what Facebook has to say on the subject, my takeaway is this. Start out with fewer ad sets, period. I've said this before and I'll say it again. Three is a great number to start with. If you can combine that into one, awesome. But three allows you to split test different creatives across all three ad sets. Now, you don't wanna use more than six pieces of creative per ad set. So if you wanna split test, just say two sections of your song and three different visuals, you can put all six of those into one ad set and you're gonna get out of the learning phase more quickly. But if you wanna split test, say nine different pieces of creative, three sections of your song and three different visuals, then you're gonna to wanna to split those into two or three ad sets. I like three because it's cleaner, three, 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 boom, boom, boom. I like that organization. You may not, you may wanna do four and five, whatever, totally up to you. But don't go more than three ad sets. Combine your targeting per ad set. When I'm starting out, I like to duplicate the targeting per ad set. That way I'm not split testing different targeting options while split testing ad creative. Split test one or the other first. I like split testing ad creative first and then split testing targeting. So let's say for argument's sake, you start with three. Each ad set has the exact same targeting in the ad set and different creative behind it. Once you determine the creative that works the best, you combine it into one ad set, turn off the other two, and then you can test another ad set against that with different targeting options, like a lookalike audience, if you wanna bring your costs down because you're not happy with where they are already. Again, another option, say you wanna start with one ad set, six pieces of creative, two seconds of your song, three different visuals, three sections of your song, two different visuals, however you wanna do it. Six sections of your song, one visual whatever. Start there. And then once you find out the creative that works the best, then you start split testing your targeting in the form of a lookalike audience. Or if you've just got it 
way off, which is unlikely, you can try different artists as well. So that's it for this video. This journey with testing all of these ad sets and campaigns for We Can Run was actually really informative for me. It was a great educational experience and it has made for really great content for YouTube to share this with you. So uh, before you sign off, please subscribe to the channel if you haven't yet, like this video if you're feeling it and share it with your friends if you think it's valuable and helpful to others. I would like for anybody who can benefit from this to see it and hopefully come along for the journey with me and hopefully with you. So now having said all that at the end here, you can check out the playlist up top here to see this whole series from the start. And you can check out last week's video down at the bottom here. So thanks for being here. I'll catch you on the next one. Peace. And that's it for this episode of Sounds of the Future. Thank you guys for listening once again. We recently passed a thousand downloads on the podcast, which is super, super dope. So thank you to everybody who's been listening. I really, really appreciate it. I am really glad I'm working to take this format more seriously. Uh, it's something that I sort of like struggled on and off with to like get any consistency behind. But now that we've got some flow happening, we're getting consistent in the episode publishing. I think it's proving to be even more valuable than I originally thought it might be. So if you have any notes or thoughts, hit me up anywhere, uh, Instagram DM on Twitter, that's preferred, uh, or just in the comments on YouTube and let me know what you like, what you don't like about the podcast, whatever. I always want to be bringing as much value as I can and giving as much information as I can, sharing, being completely transparent. So it helps me to know what you're curious about, what you want to know about, and what you'd like to see, or in this case, hear. So hit me up. I'd appreciate it. And as always, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Have a great day, a great week, and I'll catch you on the next one. Peace.